Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode... 119. Jack is sleepy. <laughs> Jack just got up. Not like just got up. Well... It's been I, like an hour. I know. I don't know if I could do this after I just woke up in a, after an hour, but... Yeah, I'm ready. I'm prepared. You're prepared. I didn't have to watch the movie this morning. No. <laughs> watched it yesterday. Oh my gosh. What a crazy concept being prepared. Absolute win. Everybody welcome to 2023. 2023. I hope everybody's year is starting off with magic. Magicness. Magic magicness? Yeah. Wonderf wonderfulness, magic, beautiful time. Is that like a script you wrote or no. that that's just off the top of the it's dome? Off the top of the dome, man. <laughs> good. Case, how are you doing? I am good, thank you. I'm still on holidays, which is the way I like to be. I, feel, I honestly feel like you've been off for like a month. Yeah. Feels like it. Like oh off like work. Yeah. I thought you meant off like my personality. Oh. Um <laughs> No, it feels really good. It feels like getting that extra bonus day. I know it was only one extra day, but starting your holiday just that one night earlier and that night was so fun. And I think we've like really maximized the fun, you know? I mean, I wouldn't mind just like a chill day. I haven't had one of those yet in like full two weeks, I don't think. Well, what are you doing today? I am meeting my friend at the wine bar. And then tonight we're going to a different friend's house to play euchre. So it's a whole euchre group going on. I know. I love it. I love euchre. How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. Good start to the new year. Very stressful. World Juniors going oh on. Oh boy. Oh boy. Very very stressful. Play the U.S. tonight semifinals. Yeah. By the time this airs, we're already know though. By the, I don't know, I was going to say by the time this airs, we'll know who won the gold medal, but yeah, we won't. We won't. Because be that's tomorrow, Thursday night? Thursday night, yeah. They're playing back-to-back. -back. They are. Ouch. <laughs> I know, we're going to our friends to play Euchre, and I have to request that he does not put the game on. Yeah, no game. The, no game. We watch it. We're going to watch it after. Yeah, you guys are going to watch it when we get back. We'll just probably go for a couple hours, and then you guys can watch the game when you get back. I was going to say I'm going to watch it, but then I was like, I don't think I should because they've been doing pretty, like, I haven't been watching it. So you two tend to like to keep things like the same. Yeah. Like sit in the same spot, wear the same, like things, outfits, hats, like there's a thing going on. I don't usually do that, but I, ever since they lost the first game, I have been wearing the same shirt for every game. Right. It's not a Canada shirt. It's just a regular t-shirt and it smells like fire and definitely needs to be washed yes. and, and it'll get washed by yeah. Thursday or Friday. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Just a totally normal thing. Yeah. Uh, today we've got our IMCs, a lot of time. Because we're in time for the new year. It's, a, it's about it's time. Like universe. <laughs> it's about time that we're in time. Yeah. Those are know. those are our two movies. Yeah. And then we have four different debates, which one of them does include time. It does. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because like I chose the ones I wanted to do that I felt strongly about. But then when doing research and just trying to like wrap my head about what I'm going to say, I was like, huh. I don't know if I'm going to win a couple of these. And there's one where I could go. I mean, I really, it was a flip of a coin of which one I wanted. So anyways, 
Let's get to it. Uh, we also oh. should talk quickly before we do our IMC about the whale, the most devastating <gasps> movie. You guys, I wouldn't say devastating. How would I describe that movie? It is because um, I don't want to say it's like a level of sadness because because there is hope in it, too, or there's. It like pierced my soul. It is all I, we saw it on New Year's day and we're now four days into the new year. And it is all I've thought about. Like it comes in waves for me. Well, comes in waves for me that, um, I just think about it. And I just think that performance, Brendan Fraser, I don't know. I, I like, I don't know who could top that. And listen, I've talked about the menu with Ray Fines. um, I was watching it last night. I kind of got a little. Well, I watched saw, a little. I saw. I saw a little at the end too. I watched a little because I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, he really liked it, obviously, and um, his performance is amazing. But Brendan Fraser in the whale is like, I don't even know what words do you even use, like um, spectacular, transcendent. How he can make a character that has done what he's done to himself sympathetic. Yeah. And but also doesn't really doesn't feel bad for himself. No, 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 no. He's so positive and he's like, I don't know. It really takes you on a journey. I woke up the next day with like, sorry, with swollen eyes. Like I was like, it like devastated my soul. Like I anyways, even talking about I can feel my nose getting that feeling like I'm going to cry again. But it was a really it was a it's beautiful, devastating, complicated, layered and it all happens in like one like apartment. Yeah, and the entire movie. It is based on a play, which I think is something that a lot of people would I don't want to say discredit a movie for, but people wouldn't enjoy as much in a movie, but there's it's like the I'm not comparing it to 12 Angry Men, but that does the same thing where it's one room. Yeah. Or yeah, one apartment in this case and uses maybe like three different rooms, but like the camera movements and this was not something I would expect from either Brendan Fraser or Darren Aronofsky, but mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is, I think it's going to be one of those movies that maybe gets that cult following yeah. instead of award recognition. I think Brendan Fraser for sure gets nominated. I think that'd be a shock if he didn't. Shocked. I'd be shocked. I also have to say I'd be shocked if he didn't win. Yeah, I know. Well, we have to see a few more. We've been pretty good. We're really on top of our stuff this year um so i feel like we're ahead of the game for oscar time but we still have to see a few of those like see a few of those roles that are being um nominated we think or i like know. elvis yeah yeah i don't want to watch that movie <laughs> i just don't want to watch it i don't know why i just like i love Baz Luhrmann and everything i even love elvis i've been to his house in graceland when I was like 17 or 18. So. So like he was he there? No. He was dead by then? Yeah. Oh. But so I like all of the, you know, but I just, I don't know why. I'm just like, meh. I don't know. It's been sitting on my like PVR for. It has been there for a while. Four months or I don't know how long. Anyways. Anyways, I highly recommend The Whale. Yes. I suggest bringing Kleenex. Yeah. Potentially. I, for me, like, I'm not someone that's like a, oh, I don't cry. I just, I didn't. Yeah. The end credits hit and I kind of felt a bit like teary, but yeah. like didn't, didn't fully get there. But I understand like it's. There was just like one line. There was one line 
that was said that I was like, it like gutted me. So, and Sadie Sink, I have to say, incredible. Like she plays that angsty teen and you're like, oh, this is so typical teen, but she plays it in a way, I don't know how to describe it. Like she plays it in a way that is very believable and complex yeah like you you get where she's coming from she's not just being a brat because she's 16 or 17 she's got she's got a lot of trauma so anyways a beautiful just beautiful story i would never watch it again though i just want to say for the record never that's, that's fair i think one and done and impacted and we're we're out i think that's i think that's a darren aronofsky staple yeah and i love that that was our first movie starting off 2023 like i feel like it set the bar pretty high for us and i feel like i i just read a really good book and then i watched a really good movie and i was like see it's gonna be a good year for pop opinions is gonna be a good year yep okay all right rock paper paper, scissors scissors, shoot i won uh i'm gonna go first so i watched in time and it is from 2011, directed and written by Andrew Nichol. It stars Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried, Killian uh, Murphy. We always, him and I are always like, ugh. Killian Murphy, Olivia Wilde, um, Johnny Galecki. The tagline is, time is power. So it's set in the future. I think it's set in like 2160 or something like that. I'm not really sure, but uh, set in a future where people stop aging at 25, but they are engineered to live only. So they're only allowed to live one more year. uh, But unless you have the means to buy, um, buy your weight, buy more time, I guess, then you have a shot at immortal youth. So we open the film with Olivia Wilde. She is Justin Timberlake's mom. And it's her 50th birthday. That in itself is just a weird start because you're like, what? But I guess it's setting that tone of like, okay, like this is how the movie's set up. Um, so she only has five. So they're on their arm is the ticker talk of like the ticker, the time of how much time they have left before they, t- it's called timeout. It's not even called they die. It's called timeout. Um, she only has three days. So she says, I'm going to be gone for a couple days. Sorry. Oh, no, you said timeout. Oh. oh, I thought you wanted me to do a timeout. No. Um, she's going to be gone for a couple days, so they plan to meet. Um, okay, like, I'm going to be gone a couple days. We'll meet here. Okay, great. Will then, oh, sorry, that's Justin Timberlake. Will um, goes to his job. Uh, we step over a dead body, um, and it's just, it's just normal. Like, no one is even like, oh, shucks, get him. We just step right over it. I guess that's meant to be like they live in a poor area and this happens all the time. Yeah, you don't have enough time. There's no time. There's no time to look at the dead body. Let's go. So he works in a factory with Johnny Galecki and um, after work they go to this club and um, Henry Cavill? Cavill. I say Cavill. Cavill. Okay. So he's there and he's buying everyone drinks and on his arm he has over a century so this, where he is right now, people don't have more than a day or two. Like they don't, like a week would be considered rich in this area that Henry is in. So he's got over a century. So um, every, he's buying everyone drinks and he's like, you know, kind of life of the party, whatever. Well, then the Minutemen show up. So there are Minutemen who are like gangsters. They steal your time. And then there's timekeepers who are like kind of the police of the area. 
So the Minutemen show up and Will ends up saving Henry and Justin Timberlake. I'll just say Justin. Uh, Justin ends up saving Henry and then they run to this warehouse and they're sitting there and they have this like talk. Oh, I had a quote on my phone um, that I wanted to read. Um, so they ended up just talking like Henry's like 105 or something and Justin's like 28. So he's only been on the clock for three years. Um, okay. Sorry. I wanted to, okay. So they're sitting there and this Henry goes, um, if you had as much time as I have on the clock, what would you do with it? And Justin looks down at his clock, which currently reads 18 minutes or 18 hours. Um, and then he looks back with a serious face and he says, I'll stop watching it. And then the man like is just, or, or Henry's just looking at him. And then he says, um, Justin says, I can tell you one thing. If I had all that time, sure as hell wouldn't waste it. So this, and this guy is like, kind of like, I'm done. Like you're not meant to live this long. Like I'm kind of done. So they fall asleep. And then when Justin's still sleeping, the guy gives him basically a hundred years or whatever. He gives him everything but five minutes. And then he, Henry ends up going out, sitting on this bridge and just like breathing in the air. And then basically his time, he's timed out and he falls off the bridge. Will wakes up. He looks down. He sees he's got like a century. And then on the window, it says, don't waste my time. And so now he's like trying to figure out what the guy is. Anyways. So then we cut to, he goes, he gives his friend stuff. I don't know. Like it just, we have a few little filler scenes. And then we cut to Olivia Wilde. She's coming back on the bus. She's trying to get on the bus. She's got an hour and a half left before she times out. Um, and the bus is two hours and to be like to be paid or whatever. And they, she's like, I don't have that. And she's looking around. No one will help her. Um, and so she's, the guy goes, you better start running. So she runs. Okay. And Justin's at the bus stop with his flowers. Bus comes, no bum. So then panic. So he starts running. Now I'm going to tell a spoiler here because I think it's important to set up for the rest of the movie. Otherwise the movie wouldn't go in the direction it does. Yeah. You'd kind of also kind of be confused of being like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. So they're running to each other. I have to say this movie, well, I'll tell you what I think of the movie, but this part of the movie is a really well done scene because they're looking down at their arm. They've got like seconds. Well, he doesn't. He's fine. She's got like nine seconds. They can see each other. They're running to each other. And literally right as they get to one another, like she's reaching her hand out because that's how you transfer this with your hand, reaching her hand out. And I'm talking like a millisecond. She times out right in his arms. Um, so then that's what sets him on a path of that he does, because otherwise they would just live happily ever after. Yeah, right. Like it doesn't would everything would be fine. You wouldn't really have a movie. So um, run, run, run. OK, so then he goes, he catches this ride and he goes to like New Greenwich, it's called. And he has to go through all these time zones. He has to pay to get through each time zone. Um, when he gets to the place, uh, Amanda Seyfried's there. Um, she's like the daughter of the like wealthiest man in the world or something. He eats at this restaurant. Now, this is where one of the worst lines I think I've ever heard in a movie where it made me actually cringe. So he's eating his food and she, the waitress says, you aren't from here. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And she goes, because you do everything fast. And he goes, I don't do everything fast. And I was like, sex. <laughs> Guys, sex. Who's talking about sex? I was like, oh, because he is like you see the people there 
they have all the time in the world. They're moving at a slow fucking turtle pace. And he is like running all the time and he's, he's used to chaos, right? And like used to living like a day at a time. Yeah. And just trying to stay ahead of whatever. So he goes, he plays poker. It kind of like, I don't know, the rest of the movies like it, the setup was good. I will say the movie concept is a really good concept. Um, execution in the writing is a little on the it's tough but I wish it had done better because it is such a great concept of like wealth like you have so many themes of like wealthy and um just the classes that we've we've designed and um like money and you know like it's just it is a really good movie but anyway he ends up playing a poker game he bets all but 27 seconds and it's like this big, you know, supposed to be so dramatic. And Amanda Seyfried's staring at him like, oh, my God. And then he ends up winning, gets all his money back and some, or time, not money, time. Time back. is money. Time is money. Um, And then he gets invited to this party and then him and Sylvia, like, it just is becomes, becomes a love story, but he kidnaps her. But then there's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome because then they end up falling in love. That's and also Bonnie and Clyde. It's very Bonnie and Clyde. They go and they steal money to try and help the, like, it's kind of like a Robin Hood. Robin Hood, say Peter Pan. I'm like, that's not right. Robin Hood type thing where they will take some to keep themselves alive. But she's then living like. You know, her life looks so boring, though. Like, the party looked boring. Like, everything was boring. And now she's, like, she maybe doesn't want quite this chaos. Um, anyways, the, the ending's the ending. I don't know. But they end up trying to, like, they steal from her dad's bank. And they try are trying to help people and keep themselves alive and stuff like that. So, again, the movie itself, it, the writing, there are some really bad lines in it. But I absolutely love the concept. I think the concept was so brilliant and it, it just opens a lot of great conversation. It just wasn't executed great. I actually like Justin Timberlake too. I know a lot of people don't and that's fine. Like I don't, I'm saying I don't, I don't like whatever, but his acting is fine to me. I don't think he's a bad actor. I don't think he was given good material. Even Amanda Seyfried, she's a great actress, but it's the material, right? Also could come down to the choices that they make. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that this universe of like the time and keeping your time and timing out, do we, do you think that deserves another chance? Like another, like if not a cinematic universe is a dramatic term, but like some kind of like, not even spinoff, but just like in this world, another yeah. another yes. chance at a story, I, even like a TV show. Yeah, I would love to see something like that because I do think it is a very fascinating uh, concept because, listen, we can have all the money in the world, but time is the only thing we can't control because um, like our, when our time's up, our time's up. Like that's it, right? So I do think out of everything in the world, time is the most valuable so I love the concept and I like the concept of these, you know, one class is like all they're doing is going to parties and playing poker. And then this other are like working in factories and dying on the streets. And I think there's a great dichotomy there. And I think it's an interesting topic. I just don't think it was as well executed as it could have been. So in time. All right. Okay. Uh, my movie was 2013's About Time. I was so excited for him to watch this, you guys. Um, it is written and directed by Richard Curtis. Uh, we follow a young man played by Donald Gleason, 
who discovers he is able to travel through time. He uses wit and the time travel to uh, help his love future. Yes. And past, kind of. Yes. Uh, so we have, and I Googled it, and Donald Gleason has a great quote where he's like, uh, you pronounce it like tonal, but with a D, and then there's an N in there just to mess with Americans oh. <laughs> when he was talking about his name. So Donald Gleason, Rachel McAdams, uh, Bill Nye plays, and not Bill Nye the science guy, just Bill right. Nye, yep. uh, plays his dad, Margot Robbie, Vanessa Kirby, Tom Hollander. Not a lot of people in the movie, yeah. but just kind of, you throw in some side characters. Um, a lot of a lot of narration, mm-hmm. like he narrates a lot of the movie. Don't not judging or anything. Just that's the fact. Yeah, just how they move the story along. Um, he said it kind of starts with like you know we're a different family, and he doesn't know about the time travel yet, but um, his family's just like very quirky. Yeah, like his sister especially is very yeah, quirky. She's quirky. Um. And he's just kind of describing how close they are as a family. They always watch movies. They have tea together on the beach. A very nice house. Mm-hmm. Very nice house that they live in. I don't know how they made that work. Um, and it's the dreaded New Year's Eve party. And he, Donald is just, he's just walking around, just kind of hates, not life, but he just like hates this party. Okay. And then it's midnight and he walks up to a girl and shakes her hand. And says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Very happy New Year. Weird. Um, he then, uh, then the next morning he wakes up, he's hungover, and his dad sits him down. And he's like, you know, I have to talk to you. Like, please take a seat. And he's like, oh, that's very, that's very formal. And then he tells him, you know, the men in our family can time travel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, that's, like, that's not a funny joke. It is a good, like, genuine, like, reaction of, like, it's that's not even a funny joke like yeah. you're not even you're not even tricking me and that's like no like you could do it go if you go to a closet it was like i think it's something like preferably with drawers okay I don't really understand i don't actually now that i think about it i don't know if it's drawers or like drawers like underwear oh okay so i don't know which one they meant by that um but if you just like go into a dark space and you clench your fists and close your eyes you can picture and also they do a good like time travel rule where it's like you have to have lived it okay like you can't just like go to like 1850 no and his example is like i can't go and kill hitler or right right marry uh helen of troy like you yeah. have to have lived that moment okay uh there's also another rule about like you can't or maybe it's you can't but maybe like you just shouldn't go anywhere before the birth of your kids oh okay and then, like, he asks his dad, like, okay, then once he accepts it, he's like, what do you do with it? He's like, I've read every book uh, twice. And he's like, Dickens, yes. three times. Like, that's what he's used his time travel for. And then he talks about some of the other men in his family. He's like, well, obviously money. And he's like, no, that's what happened to your grandfather. And it just kind of ruined him with no family or anything left with him. So they kind of, like, answer a lot of time travel questions. Mm-hmm. Even they talk about the butterfly effect of, right. like, what... And, he's, and he has a really good line where he's just like, you know, we haven't destroyed the world yet. Yeah. And it's generations of time traveling. So to he doesn't believe. But once he's told to try, he goes back to literally the night before. Okay. And the I'm pretty I don't know. I'm pretty sure they do it later in the movie. But you can you could travel back in time, but you can't travel forward in time. Right. Right. Like you can't go to the future. Yeah. 
but I think you can go to the past and then go back to the present and see how that's changed. Okay. I'm pretty right. sure is, is part of their rules. Um, instead of shaking the girl's hand, he kisses her this time. Yes. Thankfully. Um, and he he is all about love. Yeah. It's all about finding love. That's what he decided he's going to use his time travel for is finding love. Mm-hmm. Insert Margot Robbie. Okay. Who is um, his sister's boyfriend's cousin or okay. something. And she comes for the summer. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, first love. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and they just you're just at a point in the summer. And she's like, oh, can you put sunscreen on my back? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he goes and starts like squirting it on her back and like the whole thing opens and just like and he just runs away, travels back in time, does it again. But this time is all cool. Of Like, oh, can you put sunscreen on my back? And he's like, yeah, one sec. He's just like reading. And then he walks over and just calmly does it. Right. So that he can he can fix his mistakes. That's pretty much what he does with time travel is like fix his little mistakes. <laughs> it's pretty much all he does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it explodes the first time, gets redo. They're like playing tennis. And he's like, how are you supposed to play tennis when you're just, like, looking at her? Because, like, she's 2013. She's pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least looks pretty young. Then they have this, like, last lunch. There's an uncle character who, like, might have, like, dementia or something. Because mm-hmm. okay. he, like, doesn't know who she is, even though she's been there all summer. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk about it. But oh, he's okay. just... Just glossed right over that. Yeah, he's just kind of there. Um, so then on on her last night... He goes in and expresses his love, his feelings, and hopes she feels the same. And, you know, she tells him that you left this to the bad to the last night. That was a bad idea. Mm. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to go back in time yeah. to the beginning of the summer. And he waits until they're a month in. And he's like, he expresses his feelings again. And he's like, you know, you have a beautiful face and beautiful hair. And he's like, even if you had an ugly face and no hair, really yeah. Yeah, not yeah. great. So yeah. then... So she tells him before, you left it to the last night. That's a bad idea. Now, this time, she wants him to ask on the last night. Oh, okay. Meaning she's just going to reject him again. Yeah. She doesn't have the same feelings. And he has a great line where he says, time travel can't make someone love you. That's right. Very good. As much Mm -hmm. as you try to rope-a-dope someone, that's something you can't really fix. No, they either feel it or they don't. Um, So then he, he... is uh moving out he's searching for a future and a girlfriend mm-hmm. um and he goes with his friend like this side character whose name is i'm pretty sure it's rory but he goes to like the law firm that he like donald goes to the law firm and the guy calls him like roger they call him a bunch of r names oh, okay. but not rory oh okay and then he has he has a funny moment where he's like Oh, you know, I've I've worked here for a year and a half, and the boss walks away. He's like, I've actually been working here for two years, but I just say year and a half to make him feel better or not make him feel as bad, even though right. he does not care that he doesn't know his name. No. Um, they go to to a restaurant with blind servers. Mm. Really cool, and they're just like in the dark. Yeah, and I've done just, that before. And it's just this whole scene in the dark. Yeah. Um, and then he like meets Rachel McAdams. They they go not go out but they just like leave the restaurant and meet face to face and um then he so he's staying with the roommate that is his dad's friend even okay. though he walks in and he's like yeah no i never really liked your dad but like he lets him stay in the house and he's like a playwright so he goes um back in time to help uh this this i can't remember his name but just the guy 
the, his now roommate to help his play because he's a playwright. And okay. he was talking about how one of his actors forgot the line and was standing up there blankly for 30 minutes. Ooh. So then he goes back in time, time to fix that. Then, so the character is as the uncle from Harry Potter. I don't remember what his name was, but then the other actor is Richard E. Grant. Oh, wow. Who's uncredited in the movie, but it's it's clearly Richard E. Grant. He forgets his lines, so then Donald has to go back in time oh, again no. to, uh, and he holds up cue cards and helps Richard oh. E. Grant through his little, like, speech and the movie was or the play was called like guilty man and it ends with him saying that is a guilty man and everyone starts applauding and then at this like after party the playwright is like oh you dick you left like in the middle of the play not knowing that he helped yeah and in that helping he loses rachel mcadams number which he got the first time they met but because he went back in time yeah never met ah and then he goes back to the restaurant he's like were there two girls here? And the guy's like, uh, they were a walk-in and they paid in cash. Oh, so there's no way. Tough luck. Uh, but they bonded over Kate Moss and her, like, picked, like, the her modeling career. Yeah. Um, so he's waiting for her in this museum to, like, meet her. But he already knows her, but she doesn't know him. Mm-hmm. Like, he remembers meeting her. Yeah. Um, he finds her and he's like so awkward and he comes off really creepy and he's just like, hi, Mary. And he's just like, how do you know my name? And like, just kind of weird, kind of just seems like a stalker. Um, so then they go to like, not dinner, but there's just uh, Rachel McAdams, Donald and this like third friend. Then Rachel McAdams boyfriend walks in nah, darn it. and it's like, oh man, she's got a boyfriend that sucks. So then this is where this rule comes into play where you have to have been there mm. to time travel. And he's like, Oh, when did you guys meet? And it's like, Oh, a week ago at this party at this person's house. And he's like, Oh, like what time exactly? And like, what was like the exact address? <laughs> and then even, I think it's Rachel McAdams or one of them was like, are you like a detective or something? And he's like, no, I just, I'm a very, very visual learner. And I just like want to really visualize it. So then he's able to time travel with Rachel McAdams off, off of her feet. And, they kind of they go on uh they like leave the party to go on a date yeah and they have really good banter of like they're kind of making fun of each other and he's like he's like oh what do you do for a living and she's like oh i'm uh like editor for novels and he's like oh do you ever like read menus and think like oh you should pay me cold hard cash to read this <laughs> like everything <laughs> right. about reading she's like oh, okay what do you do and then they're just kind of making fun of each other very like cute dynamics yeah um then they go back to her place and he goes back in time a few times uh, to re-experience and readjust the first time they have sex together. Oh, okay. So like the first time he walks in, he like trips on her shoes. Yeah. So then he goes back and fixes that. And then her bra has like a front clasp. So like the first time he's like fiddling around in the back, she's like, oh, it's in the front. So then by a few times later, he already knows he's like walking in, ripping his shirt off, takes a bra off. She's like, wow, you're an expert. And then he just kind of doesn't do it too many times, but just like enough to smooth it out. Yeah. Um, Then we get a little uh, subway station montage. Okay. Where there's just one band that's there playing the whole time. And then they're going out on dates. They're going to work and they go 
like their separate ways on different subways. It's a very, very cute little rom-com montage. Yeah. Um, then he wants to go to this, uh, it was either a play or like an orchestra or something like that. Rachel McAdams doesn't want to go. She's like, I'm tired. I don't want to. Oh, I just realized something. Um, it's not like irrelevant to the story. Uh, once they, they announce something and I'll go back and say, so she's like really tired. She's like, I don't want to go take one of your friends. Yeah. So he takes, uh, Rory, the one that they call him like Roger and stuff. And when they're leaving the play, they just show you the end of the play and they're clapping. And as they're about to leave, he sees Margot Robbie Mm. and he then walks up to her he's like oh my god like hey how are you doing and she's like oh this is my girlfriend ah okay so then he goes on this whole thing he's like oh thank god you know when she rejected me that was the worst thing ever now that i know you have a girlfriend and she's like no i just meant like this is my friend Friend, that's a girl girl. right so then he goes back in time right to fix that mistake (laughs) yeah yeah and then he plays it all cool of like oh and then he's like oh that's my that's my first love that broke my heart and Rory's like, oh, go talk to her. And he's like, nah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, ah, let's not worry about it. Yeah. But then she runs into him and it's like, oh, my God, like, I'm going out to dinner with my friend, but we should hang out sometime. And he's like, yeah, totally. And then, like, two seconds later, she's like, I told my friend to go have dinner by herself, which, terrible friend. Don't yeah. do that. She just, like, sends her by herself. Yeah. Which is kind of mean. Um, and she's like, let's go out for dinner together. And she literally is like, oh, bye, Roger. Like, oh. doesn't remember. <laughs> like, he was... He even introduced himself as like Rory or he introduced himself as like Roger or a different R name. And he's like, and Donald has to be like, no, that's not your name. It's Rory. Right. (laughs) So she's like, yeah, bye, Roger, whatever. So they're having dinner. They're having a great time. And this is where it's a a tough decision Mm -hmm. because you have Rachel McAdams at home and like he meets her parents and has very awkward. One of those, like he goes back to fix, like um, he meets the parents and right before she's like, he's like, oh, like, are we are we having sex? Like, would they know that? And she's like, yeah, but nothing oral. Oh. And he's like, OK, why would I bring that up? And then as soon as like as soon as they get there, he's like, ah, yes, uh, don't worry, sir. No oral sex here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he goes back and fixes that. Yeah. Um, and then as they're at dinner, Margot Robbie has probably one of like. It, it is corny. I'm going to say it, but I think it's just a perfect line for this movie. And she talks about the summer that they were, t- not together, but like lived in the same house. And she was like, you know, that was kind of a wasted summer. And um, and she says, if we could go back in time, maybe I wouldn't have said no. Uh, maybe she wouldn't have rejected him. So now there's a lot, a lot going through his head of like, this was the first love and I have someone that I love at home. Uh, And she's like, you know, I'm I'm just like staying around the corner. Why don't you walk me home? Very not subtle. But um, she walks her, he walks her home and she's like, you know, it's and they're just standing in a hallway. And she's like, you know, it's it's a lot better inside. Mm, Yeah. And then there's a bed. There's a bed. Or or anything. Shower. Just options. Uh, he does. He rejects her. Not mm-hmm. really even rejects her. Just kind of like, I'm sorry, but I have to go. Yeah. So he walks away. Good boy. Good, good boy. Uh, maybe not not stronger than me. Like I, I'm not saying that I would. Yeah, yeah. Just no. in this hypothetical world. It's Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie. <laughs> that's a that's a hard that's a hard one. Yeah. But you know he rejects her, walks away. Even um, 
in one of like before they go to dinner rory's like that's someone that like you couldn't even look at like you would see her breasts and you would just die (laughs) like you would have to be blindfolded and have sex with her and then you would die after yeah (laughs) um so he rejects her he goes back to rachel mcadams he proposes Mm -hmm. and he does it while she's like half asleep and then you can hear music out and she's like oh why is there music like in the living room and he's like oh i just i just put the radio on he proposes she says yes and he kind of says like he asks and then like two seconds later so he's like so is that like a yes no get out of my life you loser right and she's like i think i'm gonna go and it's a good comedic moment cause she goes i think i'm gonna go with hmm yes oh. so she says yes and then she's like okay but like i'm gonna go back to bed now like i'm still really tired yeah and He's like, okay, I'm going to go turn the radio off. And he goes out and he has like a band, <laughs> like a five piece, not five piece, like orchestra or anything, yeah, just yeah. like saxophones and like mm-hmm. transportable instruments. And he's like, yeah, she's like really tired. Like, can you guys like just like go? And Rory's standing there with a bottle of champagne and he's like, yeah, can you guys just like go? Yeah. Because yeah. it just didn't work out. And he's like, because even she says like, oh, I'm glad this wasn't one of those like melodramatic proposals. <laughs> right, right. And he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> um so then they go to his house and he'd already she'd already like met the family but when they get there they tell everyone they're getting married there's a wedding happening very soon yeah because they're pregnant yes which makes sense why she was tired i just realized that she was very sleepy she's sleepy because she's pregnant yes but don't worry dad no oral (laughs) um so then they get to where we just cut right to the wedding there's like a terrible wind and rainstorm after the ceremony and everyone's like mm-hmm. running around panicking. Um, they're in they're in the reception and like they're under a tent and it rips from all like the rain and the wind and it's just like such a mess, but uh, a happy mess. And yeah. Like, he asks her like, would you change this day? Yeah. She was like, I wouldn't change it for anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, I'm not going to go back in time to change that. Yeah. He does go back in time, however, to figure out who would give the best best man speech okay because he has one friend jay who you don't really see that much but his is just kind of like he got like a no wait his was just kind of awkward then he gives rory a chance to do it and he bought like a book okay on best man speech and he's like oh i have this hilarious story from work and then he's like trying to he's like over explaining it so he's like hey i'm gonna try the playwright guy that was my roommate and he just kind of not off color but just like inappropriate jokes oh, okay so then he goes for his dad yeah and then his dad gives a great speech and then his dad goes back in time to like make sure he tells him in his speech that he loves him oh okay um then um we fast forward to like just a few years later and his sister and her boyfriend get into like a huge fight the morning of one of one of their kids they do end up having multiple kids but yeah it's a child's party and yeah. she ends up drunk driving gets in an accident and he goes back in time to save her but also takes her back in time with him yeah to the new year's eve party where we started yeah and is like avoid that guy mm-hmm. like don't talk to that guy because right. The good thing about this movie is if you go back in time with someone, they still have all their memories. Yeah. Like, you don't just drop them back at that point. So then she goes, she's like, hey, you. And she, like, punches him or something. Yeah. Of, like, 
I wish I wish I'd done that a long long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, Rachel McAdams is trying on a dress and she can't figure out which one. And he he does the he does the dumb boy thing of just saying yes to everything. Yeah. And she ends up picking the first dress she tried on, but she tried on like six or seven other ones. Um, I think he was gonna go back in time, but he does have a funny line where um. She either, like, she can't decide if she wants to wear heels or not. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, this makes me look like a prostitute. But the other one's like, I look too short. And he's like, and he's frustrated. And he's like, do you want to look like a dwarf or a prostitute? (laughs) And she just goes, warning. That's a warning. Yeah, right. (laughs) So she lets him him off the hook from that one. Yeah. Um, He gets great advice from his dad. And when she tells him, live every day twice, Mm. but really appreciate the joys of life the second time you live it okay so then it's kind of a montage thing where like him and rory are at work and the first time they just have their meeting the second time he has a little notepad and he lifts up a thing that's pointing to like their boss or the person that they're meeting with and just says like dick on it right right so then he just it, that's kind of a montage type of thing um and yeah that's kind of just like the end of the movie yeah. there's some like some not critical decisions but like pretty important decisions he has to make and has to learn about time travel so it's really cool um the um the thing the tagline is what if every moment in life came with a second chance Ooh, that's a good tagline for that movie mm -hmm. so loved it it was amazing it was like for a rom-com it's pretty good i know everyone i think the problem with this movie is it fell under the radar or whatever because Rachel McAdams had done a movie called Time Traveler's Wife, which was based off of a book. And then literally her, like maybe her next movie was about time. And everyone's like, ugh, like are we just going to see, you know, like I don't think people could separate it. But I was like, this one was a dude. This one was a good one. It was. Like it's for a rom-com. It was one of the better ones. And it was definitely a a lighter movie that I think was good after The Whale. Right. Yeah. In in comparison. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get into these debates. All right. We got four of them. I don't know what order you want to go in. I feel like we should save the HBO show yeah. one for last. Me too. Because I think that's the best one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, which one would you like to do first? Well, let's just stick it in our time. Let's keep with the time. Okay, so we're doing time loop versus time jump. Or time travel. Time travel, yeah. Yeah. Because I think Loop is very specific. And pretty much my only argument is four movies. Okay. Groundhog Day, the yes. first one to ever do it. Com- comedy, Bill Murray, He's um, it's on Groundhog Day, so he just rel- relives the same day. For that time, a groundbreaking concept. It's like 1985. Who would think of something like that? Yeah. Uh, Palm Springs, the yeah. best comedic execution yeah. of the time time loop it's andy samberg and christine miliati they're miliati yeah uh they're at a wedding and then you see all the different scenarios of what could happen on a wedding day i think it's amazing like his girlfriend's cheating on him but he's lived it so many times that like he just like at some point he messes with it but other times he eventually he just doesn't care because he sees it all the time Mm -hmm. and like messes with his girlfriend and like 
uh, Camila Mendez is in it, and she's the bride. And one of the days she like falls and breaks her teeth. And then J.K. Simmons is in the time loop, and he's like trying to hunt them down. But no matter how much you die, you're just gonna relive that same day. Yeah. Um, third one is Edge of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think was. I mean, it's the action version. Yeah. Action sci-fi version. And I think it did a good job of using the time loop, but not like making you live, relive everything. Everything. Over again. It would yeah. just, it became like you would see flashes of the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And then you would just kind of kind move of on to checkpoints. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then I threw in Doctor Strange just because it, it's, uh, I guess technically I have four and a half because Doctor Strange throws a time loop at the end or him and Dormammu were going to be stuck there forever yeah. of Dormammu killing Doctor Strange for eternity. Right. The other one, Two Distant Strangers. I have a harder relationship with this one because it was a concept that was copied. Oh, okay. But it is an Oscar-winning short film mm-hmm. of uh, the African-American experience with police officers, and it doesn't matter what this character does. He always ends up getting killed by the police. I yeah. just think it's a great message. A little tainted because... And they just kind of copied someone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get the time loop thing. My thing is, um, with a time loop, you, it's the same thing over and over. But with a time jump or travel, you're getting new scenes. You can get new characters. You get new time frames. So I think it adds a little bit more tech, like, I don't know, depth to it. Um. You also get, I guess time loop, you kind of get this too, but you get like more information about the characters or like it adds to the storyline. Whereas with a time loop, you're, you can only do so much because it's in one day. Whereas a time jump travel. Um, I also have Back to the Future, Terminator 2, Interstellar. So we have some good time travel movies. Yeah. It's also time travel where you're changing. Like you change a lot of stuff. Like I, when you said, um, what was the first one you said? Uh, Back to the future. Back to the future. Like yeah. he almost kills himself because he's his mother is really into him. Which, <laughs> God, that must be terrible. I hope Marty McFly went to therapy. Um, <laughs> so true. You're changing a lot of things. When with the time loop, you can live the day differently, but it doesn't change the outcome of the day. It doesn't change the outcome, yeah. It still ends the same way. Yeah. And it could actually, maybe not the same way, but it always resets to the same day when with time travel, butterfly effect, you could change some stuff. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm surprised you didn't put about time in... Yeah, I know. I know. Because when I looked it up, it said time loop, and I'm like, it's not time loop; it's time travel. Yeah, it's time travel. Because he uses it. Just I'm. I love how he uses it, and it's not to change catastrophic things. It's like, oh awkward man, awkward moment. Oh man, I thought it was a girlfriend, but it was just a friend. That's a girl. And yeah. He's like, All right, fix that. Fix that. Because then he goes back, and he's like, oh, you know, you should be careful how you say that, because some old-fashioned people will be like, oh. Um, she might be gay yeah and her friend's like i am gay do you oh. have a problem with that oh. it's like oh excuse me for a sec because they do a good job where he'll just be he'll just walk away and it just like whooshes whoosh and that's yeah. his like right I'm, I'm going back in time yeah so that's yeah time travel i don't know yeah i get the the loop thing the only time i like it is when we don't have to relive everything over like you said edge of tomorrow when they just started kind of Going from the middle. Like, I don't want to see him getting in, walking in, talking to the soldiers. Because they do that a couple times. They do, and it gets, like, monotonous to me. Whereas time travel, you get a kind of a fresh, fresh new scene, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, 
All right. Draw. That's tie. a draw. That's a draw. Uh, I think we both. I think most of these will be yeah. kind of a draw. Um. So this is we're gonna head into the music realm. Yes. Would you rather a surprise album or a planned release? Okay. Um, I did a planned release because I am more type A personality. I want to have something on the calendar that I'm looking forward to. I want them to create anticipation for me. I want, it gives the time, it gives the artist lots of time to promote it for them. I think that's good for the artist to be like, oh, it's coming up and then dropping little things here and there, you know, as it's like, say it's a month away, like every week they're like, oh, only this many days or I can't wait for you guys to hear this song. Like you're creating an anticipation for their fans. Um, and then it, you could also start releasing like a song here and there and be like, this is on the album. Don't forget to check it out on this like day or whatever. So those are my four arguments for, well, five, because it add in that I'm type A and I like to have things to look forward to on I a calendar. Also in anticipation that could create disappointment. Yes, or if it, it if you are hearing about it for this prolonged period yeah, of time, you have a heightened expectations. For and sure. then if that falls flat, like I, I would think of someone like Drake. Drake promotes his albums a lot. He has like not surprise drop, but he, he has, has a lot of albums too, though. He does, and I'm someone that like he's disappointed me for a right. number of years. Right. Like I just go back and listen to old Drake. That's really where even like That's where it's at for you. Yeah. Um, a surprise album for me specifically, I'll bring up an example. It, it could have been a planned thing that I just didn't know about. So I think it just works for me where like every album to me is a surprise album, <laughs> but, uh, Metro Boomin, who's like a producer came out with an album. He's basically like DJ Khaled or Calvin Harris where like he doesn't sing, but he just like will make songs. He's a producer type yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and he had a surprise album and it was just before Christmas time ish. So I was sitting doing work and I was like, oh, I didn't even know this album came out. So I listened to it and the first song uh, samples Homelander from The Boys with like, because the whole, the album's called Heroes and Villains and mm -hmm. that's a pretty big, pretty big villain. Yeah. Anti-hero, whatever yeah, you want Yeah, yeah. He's something. It's a complicated. Um, and so I guess for me, maybe my debate is just like every album is a surprise album for me. Like I don't really... I don't really like to pay attention to that and just be like, oh, look, this person has a new album. Yeah. And like, yeah, I guess that's just like ev everything for me is a surprise. Yeah. I I like when I hear, oh, Adele's album's coming out in a month. Like that to me brings me so much joy because then I know like, yeah, you're saying you could get disappointed. There are certain artists that will never disappoint me, her being one of them. And so I I just like knowing, like I just think it makes it – I, it's the same for movies. Like, I like to know when movies are coming out because then I'm like, oh, I can't wait for that movie. And, you know, so if they just all of a sudden were like, here, here's a movie, I, it, would be, it would be a lot for my system. I'd be like, what? What's that about? What's I kinda, happening? I kind of feel like that's what, um, I don't know if there is anything on it yet, but the new Scorsese De Niro, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Right. I feel like I haven't really seen no, much anything. about it. And no it, description of what it is. That's kind of cool. Like that. Yes. But you still know what's coming. Yes right it's not, it's not all a of complete a, surprise it's not a complete surprise it's not like all of a sudden they're like oh here's a movie and you'd be like what like i so, mean i'm sure you'd be fine but yeah is <laughs> is a is a good compromise for this debate you get told there is an album we're working on it we're working on it. it's coming out this day but it's not until like it's not until the day of that you find out the art what it's called and like if anybody's featured on it 
Okay, yeah, that's totally fair. I don't need to know. I don't need to know Details. anything detail. I just okay. need to like. This is the day it's coming out, and then it's just exciting because you're just like waiting. You're just like, oh, I can't wait to hear it. You know, so. Okay. Our third one is heading to the superhero <laughs> superhero world, <laughs> and this is this is no disrespect to Andrew Garfield. No. Our our debate is who is the better Spider Man. Well, we could only have two. It was only two of us. So, yes. Tom Holland or Tobey Maguire. Okay, go ahead. Tobey Maguire, and I, I'm glad you let me go first because he is the OG. He is the OG. He's the original live action Spider Man. Yes. Solo's a trilogy. Does three three of the movies where it's it's him, it's him fighting crime and going through existential Peter Parkerness with MJ, who doesn't stop screaming and I is know. just damsel uh, in distress. Yeah. Uh, which I think is actually, I'm going to say, a hurt to Tom Holland is that, like, Zendaya is no damsel. No. She's no damsel in distress. She's not. She does what she can to help, but, you know, Toby, Toby Maguire's got to gotta really, yeah. I don't want to say man up because that's not right, but, like, they fall he's into got, the stereotypes. He's got extra work to do because he's always got to be saving her. Yeah, he's got to save the girl. Um, villains, like... The third Tom Holland movie this is a lot of Tobey Maguire villains. Yeah. Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe. How could you not? Even James Franco yep. becomes Green Goblin. Um, Otto Octavius, Alfred Molina. Like the the villains were there and they there was supposed to be a fourth movie mm-hmm. where uh, Bruce Campbell, who is in Doctor Strange, he was like the pizza guy in okay. Doctor Strange. But he was in all three Spider-Man movies, the the Tobey Maguire movies, because they were setting up a fourth one where he was going to be Mysterio. Oh, okay. Mysterio, who ended up like Jake Gyllenhaal's Jake character. Gyllenhaal. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then he came back. He came back. His villains came back. Okay. It all starts with Tobey. Are we done? <laughs> yes. And he was great in Babylon. <laughs> he was really good in Babylon. So, Mr. Tom Holland, he is, first of all, he's adorable and he's youthful. And I think with him coming into the MCU, first of all, we got to see him in a lot more movies. He's not just in Spider-Man. He's Mm -hmm. in a lot of the other Avengers and Captain America movies. Um, So, I feel like with him being like this cute little adorable thing that he is, he's bringing in this younger generation to the MCU that, you know, they're going to be like have all these little crushes on him. So then they start, you know, brings in the, you know, it's good for the MCU to have Tom Holland as your Spider-Man. He is, his Spider-Mans have made the most money. Okay. (laughs) He's also, my only last argument is that he is a gymnast and a dancer in real life. And I think physicality, he brings that a little bit better to the screen because he has that background. That did give me one more argument. Damn it. That, um, Every every Spider-Man villain for Tobey Maguire is his villain. And right. someone trying to take down either Spider-Man or Peter Parker when MCU pretty much until... Actually, no. All three of his movies are not his villains. It's people that are just kind of taking it out on him. Right. Like Michael Keaton is just... He's just, it's just a wrong place, wrong time kind yeah. of villain. Like, yeah. He's more mad at damage control for taking away his, his job and money that he resorts to crime far from home jake gyllenhaal's character is just mad at iron man but 
Iron Man's not there. Yeah. So he f- just fights Spider-Man. And the term Iron Boy Jr., which is hilarious, and I hope someone in the MCU calls him that. Okay. Because that's just, it's a great, it's a great meme. Um, and you get to the third movie, and wh- which one, which one's his villain? Right. Doctor Strange? Yeah. No, I know. I know. Everything I read, I was like, hey, who's the best Spider-Man? Like, I was like, who's better? And everything said Toby. And I was like, damn it. Because I think... Um, I had a couple that did say Tom Holland. A couple of articles. But for the majority, it was Toby Maguire was the best Spider-Man. I just think Tom Holland... Um, I guess because I haven't watched Tobey Maguire ones in so long that for me it's fresher like Tom Holland's fresher it's like newer you remember it more and seeing him in all the other movies you're just like and he's just got such a youthful playful he plays you even said Tom Holland plays both no what was your quote so uh Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man Toby, uh, Toby Maguire is the best Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Because, and the age thing, I think, definitely plays into your hand that Tom Holland was 19. Like he, 19. He was 19 when he started. And he looked like he was like 12. Yeah. Um, Toby Maguire is the best Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield is the best Spider Man. Tom Holland is the best combination of both. Yes. Because Andrew Garfield's, like, Peter Parker was just kind of too cool. Yeah. But you also, like, I understand you need to make it different than Toby's. Yeah. Toby's Spider-Man wasn't quite as like, because it, it is this like big jump of like nerdy Peter Parker to like the confident, suave Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Our last, our last debate. Okay, I need to preface by saying I love both of them. Yeah. It was a toss-up. And I, okay, go. It is which, are we saying which is the better show? Yeah. Which is the better show? Mayor of Easttown or Big Little Lies? Yeah. I started asking around, too, because I was like, what do you think for people that I know that watch both? And it is hard. Like, you can see people going, oh, hmm. Like, that is a tough question because they both have some amazing qualities. And, and they similar have elements. Similar. Wow. Similar. Similar. So I will say my only arguments, I chose Big Little Lies in the end, and I'll just get to some logistics first. Um, they both had 16 Emmy nominations, both shows. However, Big Little Lies won eight, and Mare of Easttown won four. So maybe just a little more critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, the scenery in Big Little Lies is incredible. It gets beautiful. Mare of Easttown is very drab. It's very, like, blue-collar-y. Blue-collar. It's gritty. It's gritty. And Big Little Lies is, like, California coast, and it's just, like, gorgeous. Um, the music, you will, like, you will never change my mind. The music is the best music I've ever seen in a TV show ever, ever, ever. It's the best. It's the best thing ever, and it makes the show even better. And then my only other argument is, like, the women the women that are playing it and the bond they have and they're all leads and it's like, it's about women and it's women supporting women. And so that's, those are my arguments. Man, mine is, mine is not women empowerment. <laughs> no, <laughs> very much not. Mayor town. The biggest argument I, I'm, I'm, I have is if both of these shows were a one season wonder mm-hmm. or one, just one season, I, I wouldn't have a case. Big Little Eyes came back because yeah. they had so much so much success. They brought in Meryl Streep. They had this aftermath of what happened. Yes. Mayor of Easttown 
you get through the story and you're done and okay the credits are about to hit oh what's this next little twist yeah this changes everything yeah and it also has big little lies has the it has a twist too it does it has every show usually has the twist before the twist yes and the jarring mayor of east town one Mm -hmm. which i believe is the second last episode of a character that is a pretty integral part of the show that is just gone Mm -hmm. and -hmm. you're like what what just happened yeah how are we gonna finish this and it also the and big little eyes does this too i won't take that away but mayor of east town does everything drags you in every direction of like it because both shows are a whodunit yeah they do like right from the beginning both shows are like there's a murder yes who did it yes mayor i think did a better job of like Ooh, look this way, look that way. Blah, woo, that yeah, like yeah. distracted you to the point when you got to the end and you're like, all right, I figured it out. We're good. Yeah, Let's yeah. go home. And then it just throws that like last little, little twist of the knife, which Big Little Lies does the same thing, but the Mar- execution... Maris was more like, what? Yeah. The execution of Mayor of Easttown. The storytelling of Mayor of Easttown was better. It was, it was better. It's just the way. They told it. However, what show could you watch more, right? Yeah, Big Little Eyes is the more watchable show. Yeah, like it's just, it's. I wouldn't say it's light. It's definitely not light. We deal with a lot of heavy topics, but there's, it's just that it would be an easier show to watch. I wouldn't probably watch Mare Town again. I think I got it. Like I, I've, I've watched Big Little Eyes twice now. Yeah, yeah. Like it has a more rewatchable. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Because sometimes, like we were talking about The Whale, that was incredible. I don't need to see it again, but it was so impactful. And that's the same I feel about Mayor of Easttown. So does that make it better? I don't know, right? I guess it's a matter of opinion. Yeah, to me, I would I would take that as better because it left that impact yeah. on you. Yeah. But also that's that's my that's yeah. my side of the argument. I gotta yeah. I gotta keep you to gotta it. keep to it. I know. I know it was a hard one though. Both you and I were like, I don't know, which one would you take, right? I I just let you pick because I I knew either you could, way you could fight, you could argue because like mares for like the gritty blue ta- blue town blue collar town yeah. the weather like everything that's a part of it just like fits so well and every, everybody's miserable yeah and it just like well Cal- it's more real. <laughs> Yeah, of, like life. Big right? Little Lies. It's California. They're, They're all, all rich. Like, They're fake happy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like backstabbers. It just both both shows fit their vibe so well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. That is that is all for the debates. We leave we leave it up to you. Yeah. Who won? I Who's know. the winner? Who's the winner? No, not all about winners. Nope, nope. Uh, next week. We have our IMC's uh, Fundamentals of Caring yep. and American Reunion Yep. as you go back into the American Pie universe, Yes. the APU. Uh, Golden Globes are next Tuesday. Yes, they are on the 10th. And then we're going to do 20 questions. Uh, we're going to pick three TV shows, and then you have 20 questions to try to figure out the TV show. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah case besides that got anything else i got nothing else all right then besides that we will see you next time bye